Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Frolic, and I invite you to cozy up with me each week as I explore all aspects of the spiritual journey, spiritual biohacking, and expanding the mind beyond this reality. Remember that the collective awakening can start by planting one seed. So thanks for being such an amazing audience and sharing these shows with your family and friends. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode and find out what we're discovering today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. I am so happy to be back here with you all again. I have a returning guest, Seth Leith Prusansky, and he was born into this world with the ability to interpret deeply profound universal wisdom directly from his soul. Throughout the course of his life, he has learned how to masterfully articulate this knowledge in a way that benefits those who are desperately looking for real answers to the big questions in life. Seth is a self-published author of the book, The Flight or the fight to enlighten. Initiation through the heart is the only way to win. He's a successful entrepreneur, performing musician, co-founder of livingnuts.com, tourmalinespring.com, and editor of the blog, I'm awake now what?.com. <laughs> a website devoted to globally awakening people to the power residing in their own consciousness. Seth, welcome back. How are oh. you? I am so grateful. Thanks for having me back, Nicole. Oh, well, it's a pleasure. I mean, you bring in such good energy. And I got to say, I can use some of your energy tonight. <laughs> it's my job. It's this is what we do. Yeah, I know. So how's everything been for you? You know, we're in, we're in some interesting times right now. Everything has been absolutely insane from a human perspective, right? Like, and I've allowed myself to indulge in these feelings of insanity and instability and insecurity and all the things that so many feel on a surface layer. And I've, like I said, I've allowed myself to indulge in it just to see what it's like. And I'm like, wow, people are feeling so stuck. They're feeling so polarized. They are seemingly more disconnected from source from what we really are than ever before but that is the perfect place to be because it's like it couldn't be any more right for people to wake up and realize that it is in our darkest moments you know in our furthest you know we're out on the edge of a branch of a tree and it's cracking and we're like oh my god the branch is gonna break and we're holding on help when we get to that point and we trust and we zoom out and we miracles can happen. So that's what I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's been interesting. And um, you're right. You know, I just released a video last week on it's in our darkest hour that we what we meet our most illuminated self. And, <clears throat> you know, we we have to go through some of these very chaotic, interesting times because it helps us get to the heart of things we've been avoiding for so long. And I think we're kind of feeling that. I don't think anyone is not feeling that in, on some level, to some varying yeah. degree. We're so good as individuals and as a species of avoiding these things that we don't want to look at. Like we've become masters of it. <laughs> and now we're reversing the trend. We're going to like literally 
learn self-mastery in the other direction, facing the things that we don't want to face, embracing the things that seem like they're impossible to brace, and then learning and growing and becoming more trusting in why this is all happening to begin with. Yeah, well, you and I, we're just going to flow with it tonight um, because I think that's just, you know, it's going to be super easy. You're just so so easy to talk to and you're so balanced and nice and calm. And it's, it's so refreshing with everything that's been kind of going on. But, you know, you and I were chatting about this idea of going beyond politics, beyond the polarity. And, you know, one of the things that really kind of hit me hard over the last probably few days I've been, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been kind of really sitting with this idea of manipulation and the matrix. And it's interesting because when you maybe awaken to certain things, and I think we all have different things that awaken us on our journey. Sometimes it's the health industry, sometimes it's politics, sometimes it's religion. You know, there's a whole bunch of different things that can start the awakening process. <clears throat> but from what I can see is, and, and of course I've learned this throughout my journey, is that the manipulation exists on both sides and it's so rampant. You know, there's so many of us who are like, how can anyone listen to the news right now? They're just constantly lying. They're not even, they're not even using the law right now, you know? But then at the same time, there's, all this disinfo coming out on like the, like, I guess you call alternative media or people who would consider themselves on the right side of things. And at the end of the day, I think we have to get really honest with each other and realize both sides are manipulated. It's why the two party system doesn't work in government in general. And we're all being manipulated. We're all being manipulated at some, on some level to some degree I can't tell you like it's it's there and it's you know what it's when you're on that journey of truth you're going to come across people who open your mind and show you new things but the most important truth you should always stay in resonance with is your connection to source creator i think we could end the show right now and <laughs> <laughs> so That's let's let's go there yeah isn't it interesting how people would rather fight and think they're right even if they're wrong than be in a state of peace they actively and willingly participate to exercise and engage their belief systems in regardless on what side of the fence they're on so fervently like evangelically it's like a religion and they will do it just fighting fighting and you can see they're so worked up inside they're so stressed out they're so sure that biden's party is right or trump's party is right and they're just so involved in it and they're and you're like oh you're actually causing stress to me because i can feel how stressed out you are <laughs> based upon this but they don't want to let it go they just want to keep rolling with it and for any objective onlooker who is open-minded and open-hearted enough to say okay 
I hear you. That side of the quote unquote argument makes sense. And so does that side of the argument. But how is it making me feel energetically, physically, emotionally? Is it bringing me out of a state of homeostasis where I feel balanced and able to process all the information without getting triggered or without reacting with emotions? And most people can't do that. So that in and of itself right there is very telling that, okay, whatever is going on, is it so important that you're going to allow yourself to be stressed out by it and stress everybody else out? Which is done by design. That's the, that is the desired outcome of the matrix, <laughs> you know, is to get us all stressed out doesn't matter what it's over. As long as you're stressed, it's great frequency to be uh, creating timelines of lower um, potential that none of us really truly want. And that, my friend, you said it like that is exactly what is happening. And because people are not aware enough, just simply because they're not aware, they could be, they could totally become aware of it. But they're not aware of it. And so instead, they're stuck in this internal diabolical battle that really the root cause of all this stuff is actually internal. Anyway, it's literally the human identity at odds with the soul, the energy that is animating it. That's where the real kind of root of the problem, you could say, or not even a problem, because it's not a problem. It's actually a perfect process unfolding right before our very eyes but if we're not aware of it as that if we're not embracing it as that then we get caught up in the very real diabolical struggle that we're feeling internally and that so many are just blatantly exemplifying in the world around us so it takes a lot of discernment it takes a lot of like okay wow so many people are thinking this way. So many people are thinking that way. Why would I choose to take either side if it's going to knock me out of this internal homeostatic balanced place of wellness that is within the realm of every single human being to be aligned with, but that most aren't? Like, I, I think really it's just a question of like, this is insanity why would you participate it at the risk of your own health? You know, you're sacrificing your own health, wellness, and wholeness to buy into a belief system that was really never really any of ours to begin with. You know? Ah, there you said it. That's important. That's a little golden nugget right there that you just dropped. <laughs> we can go deep into that. I mean, we can go deep. How much of anything that we think we know about who we are and what this world is, is actually ours anyway. Mm -hmm. So much of it is all based upon the way we perceive things happening. We create an internal neural network that reinforces the way that we're most used to seeing things and perceiving things. And then we keep feeding that internal system, that matrix, that literal network inside of us to the degree that we start accepting all of these things that, you know, okay, well, this person says that that's in alignment with the neural networks of conditioning that I've built within myself. So I'm going to agree with that. 
everybody is doing this mm-hmm. at such a rampant level that it has become normalized. People think this is normal. Like, <sighs> this. and it's funny, like I've, I've had conversations with people who I love dearly and I thought, I know they're very intelligent, critical thinkers, but when it comes to a few of these points, like they're just like, no, no, no walls up. I am not going there. That goes against everything I believe in, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God, listen to you. Listen to what you're saying to me right now. Is it worth getting that worked up about it? Like, what about your heart, your beautiful heart that's causing blood to vortex through your body? What about your liver? What about all these organs? Like, why not vote for them? Give them a tip. Give them a love. Right? It's like, vote for self-sanity right now. (laughs) But even like this conversation, when I have this with people, they can't, they're like, oh, we're just not on the same frequency. And I'm like, well, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. yeah. But like, it's such a rational thing, really. Like, okay. And and not to knock it. Like, we all want change. We Mm -hmm. all want a world that is going to reflect equality and better principles and a better way of life. Obviously, we all want that. But to kick and scream and fight and claw and be victimized and do all the things that everybody is doing, thinking that that's going to facilitate some kind of lasting change in the world is the definition of insanity. It's like, how? Well, that's the very, that's the very frequency that got us into this mess. And in order to solve something, you can't, (laughs) you can't use the same kind of thinking or the same kind of frequency to solve it. So we're going to have to really break free of some of our program behaviors, patterns that are deeply ingrained into our subconscious and continuously pummeled into us through media. It doesn't matter which side of the aisle you think you're on right now. It's coming at us from all angles, all angles. And, you know, I, I'm one who wants to stay up to date. I want to know what's going on in the world, but I give myself a very short leash these days on what I'm willing to kind of just peek into. I'm like, okay, what's going on now? And I'm like, okay. And as soon as I start to feel my frequency start to shift, I pull out and I know like, that's it. That's enough. And, um, I've been, you know, and, and I try to do that as best I can. I don't always do it as best I, as I, I would like to, and I can feel it. I can feel the shifts happening within me where I don't feel myself and I don't feel right. And I don't like that. <laughs> I really don't like that at all. And look at like all you're doing is you're just putting your own wellness. You're prioritizing that. Like this is really simple. Like everybody can do this. Like, you know, it's it's not about not engaging with the world. It's the exact opposite. It's about engaging with the world from a place of balance, wholeness, sanity, rational thought all these things that actually happen within us naturally when we're in a state of balance but when we get knocked off and our equilibrium's off and we start going down one out of a trillion different rabbit holes that internal wholeness that allows us to function with presence of mind 
presence of heart, to exercise empathy and compassion for those who we feel like might not agree with us. Those things become prioritized and they come to the front of our awareness before our willingness to engage with any kind of reactivity that would bring us out of it. And this is important because you're doing this. You're, you're saying, okay, my internal state of being, my wellness, the way that I'm feeling is more important to me as an individual than getting stuck in some kind of downward spiraling chasm, you know, that people are getting lost in. And that's it. That's like really where if everybody could slow down, really put themselves in check and realize that this internal state of being where you're feeling good because your heart and brain are communicating with each other, the organs of your body are communicating with each other. And that is creating a harmonization within and around the field of energy that's actually animating your being. Then suddenly you start thinking and coming up with solutions in a very different way than being so one-sided and blaming whoever for whatever you do or don't agree with. Mm -hmm. So how have you gone about breaking down the systems, belief systems that are ingrained in you to discover your own belief systems? That is such a beautiful question. And it, it, there's a million ways to answer it. And there's a lot of different kind of multifaceted ways to answer it. So I'm going to try to, I'm not trying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give an in-depth answer, but I want to do it in a way that will empower those who are listening. Because when you understand how the habit formation process works against you, you start to be able to realize how you can use it to work for you. And that's really all it is. Okay, well, isn't that interesting, though? Isn't that so our human nature and the basis of a traumatized civilization, that the way that we learn best is not by how it's going to help us, but how it's going to hurt us. <laughs> and again, the normalization of all these things like we think being hurt and confused and at odds and separated from each other is normal. People think that's normal. Like, oh, yeah, I work not you're working nine to five, you're spending every single, most of your life working. Then you come home, you turn on your TV, you watch the news, you do whatever, you have your weekend, and then you do it all over again the next week. Like the normalization of human being, of human action, of beliefs has gone so far away from natural law, from the synchronization of what our true form is in harmony with nature that not only can most people not even recognize that that's the case, but they have come to thoroughly accept that this insanity, this disconnection, this perception that everything is polarized or dualistic, they think that's normal. They just think it's normal. So let's get back to your question because the way that I have done this throughout my life is really very simple in that I've realized I have a set of thoughts and beliefs and reactions and feelings that come up. And when I'm not present with myself, when I'm not conscious, those thoughts, beliefs, behaviors, actions, or whatever can be like a runaway train, right? They just, all of a sudden they're up and going. And then by the time I catch it, I'm like, whoa, 
Was that me? Did I really just go off into that? So it's being present enough with yourself. It's being zoomed out from the narrative of who you think you are and what you think this world is so that you start to train your senses to just become more aware of natural things. And what I mean by natural things is your heartbeat. You know, I talk to so many people who are like, oh, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in a higher power. I don't believe in this. And it's like, okay, great. Wonderful. Like belief systems are wonderful to get rid of, but what's causing your heart to beat? And they're like, I don't know. Okay, great. That, like, that's a starting place. So natural things are your heart is beating. There is all these, ama- and you've heard me say this, I always say it, but the amount of information that is taking place within and around your body from a quantum bioelectromagnetic organic energy perspective is so just like brimming with possibility that if we, with our normal, normalized state of consciousness that most people are functioning in, if we were to suddenly become aware of the amount of information that's taking place in our body, like our heart is beating, our lungs are breathing, thoughts are rising in our mind, all of these anatomical reactions within ourselves are taking place faster than the speed of light and sound. And if we were to consciously like become aware of what's happening in our very own body, we'd be like, (gasps) we would melt down only because there's so much information happening so fast within us. That is the miracle of life. It's, it's what we're here for, but we're focused on all these other things and that doesn't seem like it's that important or that it's a priority. So I have just very simply conditioned myself to be aware of these natural impulses of energy of frequency of feeling of things that are happening in my body and around my body, regardless of who I think I am, what my traumas are, what my life story could be that I'm telling myself, I have realized that this innate intelligence in my being is way more intelligent than I am. And because I realized that consciously, it's just logical to conclude like, wow, there's a lot I could learn just by being aware of my own awareness. And for me to not do that is missing out on a wealth of opportunity, of educational opportunity that I'm just not interested in passing by. Like, this is important, you know? Yeah, well, okay, while you were saying all of that, I I kind of like hit me. And of course, I know this, but you know, sometimes it takes, it takes someone else to say something for it to go a little deeper. It's anchors, it's hooks, get a little deeper into your cellular knowing that when we find ourselves triggered or not in that space of zero point polarity, um, that one of the greatest gifts we can do for ourselves is to find something to think about that we don't know anything about, you know, like, and to go into that state. I don't, it's, it's like, (laughs) I, okay, I don't know this. So I'm in now, I'm now I'm in a state of, I don't know, 
How can I take this state of I don't know, which is very open-minded, you can be open to anything at that point, and then put it into maybe a conversation that you're having with someone or just a conversation with self about your own belief systems. I feel like that could be one way of like a trick, you know, <laughs> a hack, mm-hmm. a hack to, to hack the, the system. And, you know, by you mentioning that, that's the beauty of all this is we actually have our own internal hacks that are there and they're going to look different for a lot of people. It's not going to look the same for everybody. And so when we get into these states that I'm talking about, these calm, relaxed, not taking everything around us so seriously because we're just so enthralled by this miracle of life that is allowing us to be here. And we've prioritized our awareness of that above and beyond all of the external noise and cacophony and distractions that take us out of that, then it's not like, okay, all of a sudden I'm aware of my heartbeat and feeling that end of the story. It's more like the more you become aware of these innate bioelectromagnetic energy rhythms that are pulsing through your body, it strengthens your perceptual muscles. Okay. Like our muscles of perception, you could say our our perceptual awareness are atrophied. Most of us have lived in a way where we're only exercising the very five basic senses that we all know what they are. But when in reality, we all have literally the hardware in these physical bodies to start activating and perceiving reality from infinite, ultimately, multidimensional perspectives that all have the ability to be integrated into our normal sensual experience that most of us are used to perceiving. So by getting into these states, exercising these muscles of perception, you get them out of atrophy and you bit by bit start becoming more and more aware of these states of awareness that are much more closely linked to reality than whether Bush or, I mean, whether uh, Trump or Biden will be president, Bush, see? (laughs) But that's, that's really it. Like, what are we prioritizing here? Like, regardless of who wins the election, we are still a species that is so out of sync with nature, right? And let's say whoever, okay, whoever is in the White House or whoever, like, we as a species are using so much resources. We're taking them from the planet. We're literally destroying this planet. And how many of them are really going to address these core issues that really matter, you know, not corporate welfare, not all these things that like, let's address the fact that we are a species that is so focused on technology that our technology is overriding our humanity. I mean, it's, it's amazing how many people don't have empathy for another just because they believe something different. Like, come on, where's our humanity, you know? And to, to that point, it's interesting because, um, you know, we put a lot of focus on technology outside of us without really fully trying to understand the technology of our bodies 
our act, what we're actually capable of doing here in our DNA and that technology, you know, and gosh, there's a reason why the government puts so much money into like intuitives, uh, you know, and, and on all of that. It's, it's, it's a, I mean, it's a weapon <laughs> in many cases against the matrix. It's literally a weapon against the matrix. And if we truly started to understand that, that all of this is really just a distraction to keep us from continuously going within and learning about ourselves, learning about our bodies, learning about what we're capable of doing, learning how big the truth actually is. You know, we're just so focused on so many things. And of course, I'm, I'm totally guilty of falling into the traps. Yeah, uh, we, all, we, we all are. There's no human on this planet, I think, that, you know, is living in the modern world <laughs> that is exempt from that. So, um, and, but then that's okay. You're human. You're here to have a human experience. We learn through all of this as well. You don't denounce it completely because then, again, that's one side of the polarized, that's another end of the polar spectrum, right? So there's a there's a it's a fine line it's so nuanced seth it's so nuanced of dancing this line of understanding how much do you look at how much do you engage with learn your lessons but then also don't be attached to it don't be manipulated or controlled by it like it's really all about mastery of self beautifully said and you know what in that like even the pursuit of self-mastery is something that can be stressful to us if we perceive it in the way that we're most used to perceiving things you know so a lot of people be like oh my god i need to ascend or die i need to evolve or die i need to like break through all this stuff or die but the reality is is no you don't have to do that you can actually be very calm you can be very relaxed and i always make a great analogy in that just like you go to the gym and you try to build muscle and you know you're gonna put in a heavy duty workout, you know, you'll spend 45 minutes to an hour, like really, really contemplating and, you know, working out, building muscle, but then it's in the hours that you're resting that the most amount of growth takes place. And so the same thing, even more uh, distinctly applies to this pursuit of knowing ourselves from the inside out, knowing ourselves as the awareness that we truly are. It's like, okay, from all outward appearances, there seems to be a lot that would distract us and take us out of that. So we have to put in that hardcore workout for like 45 minutes or whatever, like really, really just practice it, come to terms with it, but then totally relax after, totally let it go and make that relaxation around the contemplation, the cake, you could say, you know? the the icing is the like oh my god this is this and that the awakening is the icing on the cake but the state of being is the actual cake and we got to focus on the cake and of course we want to be free and healthy and <laughs> out, like obviously but that's no filler fun. no filler only good stuff exactly. well okay well so you were in Sedona recently just as I was which is so interesting and and you know Sedona's kind of a great example of one of the you know and, I, and I'm going to use Sedona almost like an archetype because it really is kind of that archetype that cracks you open you know it really kind of 
forces you to be in this place where you have no option but to be transformed, to receive, to be upgraded, to go through it. You may have emotional breakdowns. You may hit the floor on your knees. Like, how how was your experience in Sedona? It was so not what I was hoping it would be. I had this intention to think that it was going to be this healing, like, it was exactly the opposite of that. Like I got put, I was brought down to my knees. I was put up high, like everything high and low, up and down, inside out to the degree where every other day or every few days, I'm like, okay, I'm leaving. I'm going back. But right as I would make up my mind to want to come back to Maine where I live, something incredible would happen. And I'd be like, oh, all right, maybe I'm going to stay. But then same thing, just total, like, pushed right to the test, total activation, all this stuff. And then I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. This time I'm definitely going. I'm going to call. I'm going to book my flight. And then something beautiful, a breakthrough would happen. And so I realized, I'm like, okay, this is many, in many ways, what we're being called to do, all of us as individuals, no matter where in the world we are. And it's the willingness to do this work that the rewards, you could say, or the breakthroughs or the physical validation in the world around you that the work you're doing internally is real and authentic. So that's what it was like for me. I, I mean, we could go off on a whole episode about... <laughs> no, we could. And I think it's actually a little bit helpful to maybe go a little deeper into it because... Um, you know, I feel a lot of us are in a way, you know, again, at varying degrees of on our own journey, but I feel like what's kind of happening right now is a bit of a trigger for all of us to be cracked open. And perhaps there's areas in our life that are getting more triggered. It could be with relationships with people um, that I could see most certainly being affected, but where you have to surrender, you have to fall to your knees and just like, I just don't want to go on like this anymore. I don't want this to be my reality anymore. I don't want to fight. I don't want to argue. I don't want to be divided. I, I don't want to, you know, like all of those kind of things. And you can bring it all the way back to just your relationship with yourself of all the division and arguing that you do with yourself of trying to like rise above certain things and then falling into old patterns and, and, and all of that. Like, it's so important for us to embrace these moments and know that we all have these, these moments where we do have to fall to our knees. Sara, the exact word is relationship or relation is even better in a way. Everybody is literally being brought to the edge of their seat with relationship. The way we relate to the world situation that's playing out, the way we relate to our loved ones or the people that are closest to us. But as you said, the most important relationship that's being highlighted in all of this is our relationship to ourself. And that's the one that a lot of people keep getting jammed up on. You know, like I've seen a lot of people like doing a lot of relationship work with whatever it is they're relating to and they're making progress. But when it comes down to like what I was saying earlier, that root cause of why does the world look so messed up? Is it Trump? Is it Biden? Is it this? Is it that? Or is it my own perception of it that could actually be contributing 
to the disequilibrium or the imbalance that I'm perceiving in the world around me. And if that's the case, how willing am I to take responsibility for how I'm seeing it? Ooh, it's very important. You know, this is this is great. I love where we're going with this because this was the epicenter of my awakening in my early 30s when I took a year off traveling, going through Costa Rica, backpacking, meditation, yoga, all that great stuff. And it really was the one big thing that we're talking about here is that when it comes to reality, perception is everything. <laughs> You know, reality almost can't exist without your perception of it. And so if you're perceiving it, like you said there, in a way that is contributing to the reality, uh, like almost like feeding it, it's a it's a feedback loop, right? It's a feedback loop. And at some point you got to say, where do I stop the feedback loop and start something new? That's mm, exactly it. And again, it comes back to what we were originally talking about, which is becoming the observer, the one who is aware of the nature of your awareness itself. And to do that and to truly be harmonized with it or become aware of the nature of awareness means, you could say, I don't wanna use the word break because I don't like the whole idea of ego death or mm -hmm. breaking belief. It's more of just like you're choosing to exist in a naturally pure state that was always there and you're giving it more priority than most people do, but you're giving it priority within you. And as a result of you continuously revisiting why you're giving this internal natural state of being a priority over everything else, then it begins to override all of the old conditioning, all of the old belief systems, mm -hmm. all of the old trauma, yeah. all the things that most of us accept as the bulk of what makes up our perceptual reality. So. And I think like one thing I try to remind myself is when I find myself in these situations is deny nothing, embrace everything. <laughs> yes. It's funny. I, I say something very similar to that too. And, you know, of course it's easier said than done because, you know, you're like, yes, I'm strong. I'm a warrior. I can face whatever I'm here to, be the architect of my own life and master it. And then when things get real and you're going through it, you're like, oh, wait, did I wish that? <laughs> but it is truly, okay, when you get through an initiation or you get through something that you don't want to go through because it's really uncomfortable and it burns and it hurts and it makes you uncomfortable, but you're so committed to being present with it as it is, without trying to change it, letting it just flow or pulse through you the way that it's going to and letting it be that way, then you begin to become illuminated, self-illuminated, self-empowered in a way that allows you to start embodying this human technology, you could call it. And better word for it would be like a temple, right? Like it's it is, it's true, we are a technology. There's no doubt about it. There's massive technological abilities that can come out of human cognition and perception. But we kind of like, the technology thing is getting a little bit too carried away right now. So let's focus on the organic, bio-electromagnetic, indescribable, ineffable essence of what life is to begin with. And let that 
be what we're perceiving, how we're perceiving the yeah. makeup. And um, just really quickly to everyone in the audience, I apologize. The dog right outside my room for some reason is barking up a storm tonight. So I apologize if you hear the barking. I try to keep muting my mic. <laughs> but, um, you know, what would you say, Seth, is one of the ways that you really find the illumination coming in for you these days? Like through, is it through dreams? Is it through observing nature? Like what is it for you that you find has quite a bit of strength for you? Oh my God. Let me think of the, I mean, from a very simplistic standpoint, it's just breathing rhythmically in and out with a smile, smiling inwardly. When I do that, and I just always bring myself back to doing that, then suddenly I'm feeling much more embodied. I'm feeling much more balanced. And it's really simple to do. I've been, uh, lately I've been saying to everyone, SMILE is an acronym for Start My Internal Love Engine, which is great, but breathing rhythmically, you're getting in touch with the breath, which when that happens, the heart starts to slow down. You know, you smile inwardly. You're starting that internal love engine and you're choosing to feel good for no reason other than you are choosing to. And so just a real simple self-check of, okay, am I starting my day like that? If I'm getting distracted or triggered or whatever, what's my ability to get back into that? That's been a major catalyst for turning this all around. <laughs> You know, like, because it's interesting because in, and, and as, as we're talking about this, I'm realizing, Nicole, don't deny the barking of the dog. Just embrace it. <laughs> don't judge it as anything other than it's just a barking dog. Well, the dog, dog. has something to say. So Yeah, I, mean, I know. Clearly, um, clearly, and no one's listening. So, <laughs> but, you know. Ooh, that's a whole topic right there. <laughs> People don't feel seen or heard. But anyway, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, one of the things, because I try to, you know, again, hacks, how do we, sometimes we need these little hacks or tricks to disengage from the things that are distracting us, uh, like current world events and, and, and all of that that get, like, again, it's, it's not that you can't know about it. It's just getting sucked into the vortex of it all. And then all of a sudden, like everything's changed. Your day's gone wrong. People are yelling at each other. You don't feel so good. You're, you know, it's all of that stuff. And I found that recently, speaking of food, um, I've been paying attention to healing my digestion a little bit more, like really paying attention to what foods I'm agreeable with, only because I know how much digestion is um, tied into the dream state. You know, our gut is the gateway to our dream world. And my dreams have been very much becoming an intuitive portal for me in understanding uh, future timelines, um, higher timelines, and communicating with high, my, not just my higher self, but the higher selves of other people and getting the 411 on the divine orchestration of what's happening between these higher selves that hasn't taken place yet. And it's fascinating to me. And I'm like, wow, like, this is kind of way cooler than Biden Trump, to be quite honest, you know, like, I feel like I've got like, this is a way more interesting story, like, oh, let me I want to know more. And so for me, one of the things that I've been trying to use as a hack is to pay more attention to my dream state, 
because it's giving me more knowledge that I'm going to eventually be, like, be passing on to my audience. You know, like the, the video on the higher self communication, guys, that one's coming out this week. I promise. I keep telling you it is, but I swear it's coming out. Um, and, and, and like that kind of stuff, like we really need to break free of the chains that keep us addicted to other people's stories and really kind of pay attention to the story of our life that we're in create co-creative process with right now. Let's try to break this down. I'm, I'm going to do my best to really try to simplify this so that it helps people understand it. So from a straight up, just um, biophysical standpoint, since we've been born, energy follows the path of least resistance, right? We know that. So the way we think, the way we feel, and the way that we are most accustomed to thinking and feeling creates neural networks in our brain and all through our body that allow us to continue thinking and feeling in a way that we're most used to doing. Now, we create these neural networks from birth, even before we're born, like they're just in us. But throughout the course of our life, we continue validating and reinforcing them and building actual physical structures of neural neurons that are firing and wiring together to the degree that we have created within us physical structures that make up our belief systems. There's actually something physically there. And hence, this is where addiction comes from. This is where the belief that I'm Seth and this is my life experience and this is my story. All of these perceptual things that we perceive, that we think are normal, are actually just a biofeedback mechanism of a neural network or a system of neural networks that we have created within ourselves. And that is what is working, quote unquote, against most people and their ability to break out of their perceptual prison or their conditioning or their habits or their problems. So that's why I was saying like the, when you realize that that's really all it actually is and that all your past memories and all your beliefs, all of that is just associated with a physical structure that you didn't even realize that you built until now, then you can reverse engineer the process and start creating new neural networks based upon loving your life, based upon breathing calm and feeling happy inwardly and choosing to not react when other people get all upset about whatever. And the more you do this, the more you're creating new neural networks throughout your brain and body that eventually override the old programming that keeps you in a reactive, addicted, stuck state of being that pretty much everybody thinks is normal. And it's so hard. It's so difficult to break that pattern system, you know, because, <clears throat> well, if it wasn't hard, we'd all not be addicted. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, but it, it, it's constantly having to remind ourselves to choose differently, to choose differently, no, choose differently this time. And it can get exhausting, which, <sighs> oh, okay. So I just got a little download there when I said that. 
that that's why part of the awakening process is so exhausting for us is because we're choosing differently than those who are not awakened yet, so to speak. And that's no disrespect to anyone. Um, it's, it's just in a sense that, you know, you're starting to choose differently and opening your mind, you're opening new neural pathways, you're starting to explore. And so that that's one of the reasons. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to go off on that. No, please go off. That's all I've been doing all night. So <laughs> this is your show. So but I love that. Let me do, let me say this to what you just said though, because a lot of people, when they realize this and they realize that this is what's happening, then suddenly the blame, the guilt, all that stuff gets totally focused right back to us, like a mirror reflecting back. And we realize that if we're going to actually change, it is required that we take full responsibility for how we are perceiving ourselves in this reality. And it can feel hard because you're going against all years of programming and conditioning that you didn't even realize you did. But when somebody does this, when they commit to doing it and they do it even just a little bit every day, but that commitment is there. It trumps everything else. <laughs> Do some political lingo here. Your commitment to know yourself as you truly are trumps your, your unwillingness to go unconscious at a moment's notice. You create something that when you have a breakthrough, okay, when you do this and you commit to it and you keep going, when the breakthrough comes, you don't care how hard it is after that because you're like, oh my God, it's way better than I could have ever imagined. And so even though it seems hard at first and it might be a little bit, when you get to that first breakthrough, you don't care how hard it is. You're embracing the hardship. You're like, this is perfect. This is exactly what I needed to go through to get to where I truly know I want to be. And hence this whole like, pop culture, spiritual awakening thing that's happening. There's a lot of support for people to do this now. Look at you, your show, you know, look at all the other shows. Look, like the support exists now for people to do this more than it has in the entire industrial revolution. So we've got a lot in our favor to do this. Yeah, I know. And and speaking to all of that, I'm just reading some of the, the questions or the chat, the chat right now. And Celeste um, says, it's so good to hear about the physical brain connections to non-physical things like beliefs. My experience of changing my habits and beliefs and patterns is very physical and yes, exhausting. Um, <clears throat> have you seen any studies or have you seen any videos or anything on how the brain and the neural pathways actually start to form? Have you actually seen it? Can you describe it to the audience? It's really, you know, I'm going to plug Joe Dispenza because his work, as far as I'm concerned of everybody that I've seen out there, who's, you know, there's, there's tons of information everywhere, but as far as somebody taking it all and tying it into together in a way that works a linear step-by-step -step kind of process that most of us are most used to learning in he lays it out like nobody else and it's like almost anybody can take these instructions and learn in this way and commit to doing it to the degree where they're going to start seeing results but yes if you just type up i'm sure you can google it and look and see but essentially 
like we are bioelectromagnetic beings, right? There's this energy that we can't explain, that we don't have words for, that is causing our heart to beat. It's causing all these things to happen in our body. And when you see neural activity at a microscopic level, you can actually see the electrical impulses of those neurons firing. And so if somebody's thinking and doing, thinking the same thoughts over and over and over, those neurons are going to keep firing and firing and firing until they start to wire together. And as soon as they start wiring, wiring together, that is when a neural network is created or a plexus center or a complex. People will say, oh, don't keep doing that. You're going to get a complex. It's essentially a bundling of nerves of neural activity creating a physical structure and again like i said earlier energy follows the path of least resistance so when you see that this is happening and you realize this is happening and you have physical structures in your brain and body because they're not just in your brain like you said in your gut your gut has so many neurons and i mean it's the whole body they're all through the entire body but when you realize that you're creating these dense physical structures based upon the limited capacity that you are perceiving yourself and the world that's mostly influenced by other people's influence, which we call that conditioning, then you realize that you essentially, without even realizing it, have hardwired yourself into a quote-unquote normalized set of beliefs behaviors and actions that you just keep doing over and over and over and over. And you think it's normal and real and everybody else around thinks it's normal and real. And what it actually does is it takes this beautiful energy that is causing your, your being to exist. And it focuses it on very limited things or perceptions or ideas. When in reality, you could slow down calm down, you could start breathing, you could take that very same energy, because that you're focusing on a problem or a thought or this or that. And you can choose to allow it to expand, just like the universe is doing the universe is in a state of expansion. We have the ability with our conscious awareness of self in the world to expand in alignment with the expansion of the actual physical universe that we're in. And that's going to create very different neural architecture than the ones that we were just talking about. So what I was kind of being like, it, you know, you take that and then that's beautiful what you said. And I love that. And I love Joe Dispenza too. I, the, sometimes I just go over to his Instagram page just to get a frequency boost, you know, because <laughs> I find just reading his words, it's just like, ah, oh, okay, here we go. It's just unwinding. Everything's de-stressing. It's all making sense. Mind heart coherence is starting to come back. Like it's great. But <clears throat> you know, to bring it down to even a simpler point of view with the neural pathways is it's almost like if you've been driving along a road and been using it all this time and you keep getting to the same destination and you don't like the destination because it's, you know, like it's just people are fighting in bars and, you know, it's just all that kind of stuff. You have to then start choosing a different road and it may 
not be a road yet. It actually may be a field and you have to walk across that field back and forth, back and forth, you know, wearing it down, making a pathway. And then eventually more people may follow, meaning more thoughts might follow along that make that path into a road. And now all of a sudden what's happening, that other road isn't being used as much. And now the dust's starting to fall over and, the, and there's some grass coming up through the pavement. And, you know, like it all starts to go back to natural ways. And now you've got this brand new path of road that takes you to, to do a town or a city or a destination there you know like it's like a family dinner everyone's welcoming you and it's a feast and it's it's great <laughs> that's a perfect analogy i love that and it is it's very simple and easy to understand and maybe i'll add this to it because what you just said is so perfect and i think anybody can get that right but to add on to that there is a just like when we go to sleep at night our circadian rhythms get activated, we get tired, and then it's time to go to sleep and we sleep. So we're in this waking state, then this dream state. That's a natural state of being that is innately programmed into us by nature itself. And in the same way that our body has all of these natural biorhythms that are in harmony with the planet, the planet itself has its own biorhythms that are in alignment with the solar system. The solar system has its own biorhythms in alignment with the galaxy and on and on and on. This goes into infinity. So when we make a new pathway within ourselves, just it isn't even making a pathway. It's just choosing to not go down the same roads we've always gone down. Just by choosing to do that, we open up literally worlds and dimensions of possibility that are more real and more accessible than these limited political ideations that most people spend most of their time thinking about. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love that so much. It's like, you know, and, and I'm noticing even just from our conversation that, you know, and this is an example, guys, of when you can have these conversations with anyone, you know, anyone, whether it's a friend or maybe it's even online uh, where you can communicate because the word being able to communicate, especially in today's age, um, verbally, as opposed to just typing everything out all the time. But there is something that happens within your own cellular knowing when you're speaking your own thoughts out and you're hearing someone else say things back to you. There's something that happens within that exchange that helps to crystallize things even further into your cells, into your whole, whole field. And just through us talking, I feel other neural pathways starting to build, like opening my mind. Oh, this is a new pathway. Oh, I didn't, I didn't think about it this way. And there, so there's, whether it's an, it's the same pathway, but more thoughts making that pathway even stronger, or, or it's a new path opening up that can happen just through having these discussions, as opposed to the mundane stuff that we get pulled into out of just pure addiction to behavioral patterns and what, you know, the matrix would wish us to do. How beautiful is that? Essentially, just by you and I having this conversation, open-hearted, open-minded, being just open to the possibility, we are in a coherent state ourselves and we're creating coherence together. And coherence entrains incoherence. Now, most people aren't doing this. They're in a state of chaos, 
right? And so they're not coherent. They're not in alignment with their body. They're stressed out because they're so invested in a belief system that was never even really theirs to begin with. But man, they are front lines fighting tooth and nail to defend that belief system. And all they're really doing is causing entropy to take place in their body. They're causing their body to break down because the hormones of stress are just pumping through it. But coherence, like when we're in alignment with our body, suddenly we're in alignment with the coherence of the earth, the coherence of the galaxy, the coherence of the universe. And that energetic signature has the ability to reflect through us as human beings. And we have the opportunity to exchange this with one another, because even though it's all one big giant living system, we have our own unique interpretation of it that is so beautiful. It's like a fingerprint. It's like a gift that is ours specifically, that when we are in alignment with all that is, we get to activate that unique gift that is ours and then share it with one another to and encourage one another to be aware of what that unique gift or connection is to everything. And that's what we're doing. We're doing that together. We're doing that as a species. And there's enough of us now that are realizing that being in this state is more important than all of the chaos and disorder and everything that most people are so addicted to. And so we're choosing to be in an elevated, loving, compassionate state of being. And we want everybody to do it. We, you know, just because somebody disagrees with us, whatever, it doesn't mean that we want them to die or be hurt or go away. We just want them to feel what it is that is inside of them that is allowing them to even exist in the first place, because we know that it's from that place that we all have the ability to meet one another and bring out the best in each other. And it's really that simple. And look at how committed you are to doing it. This is all I do. There's a lot of others where we've gotten to the point where we're like, yes, it's a reprioritization of values. We value our relationship to ourselves and each other and nature more than this consumeristic, decaying, entropic physical system that is breaking down before everybody's eyes. It's all it is. Well, and speaking of that too, this, that entropy, you know, like it's, I felt today, I'm like, wow, I really need to pull my energy back in. Like it's been, it's been seeping out. It's been like pulling out. It's just, you know, really needed to bring it back in. And, um, I had to force myself to not engage with my phone. I had to force myself to like not take phone calls, you know, like it was just one of the, and I, and I did, I kept choosing me. I kept choosing me. Cause I'm like, I need to bring my energy back in. This is not good. And it's about that, like re refreshing the system and just speaking to what you are also talking about that right now, all of you guys in the chat who are listening, all of you guys who are listening on the audio track later out and when it's in, and when it's in iTunes and Spotify and everywhere else, it, that we are all net right now, just by engaging in this conversation or listening to it, uh, or you guys in the chat engaging with one another, we are redefining the blueprint of reality. We are redefining it right now. 
And that's something to remember and all the more reason for us to keep engaging in these kinds of activities. Beautifully said, my God. It's something to have such reverence for and to be grateful for and to choose to focus on these kinds of things. Like to me, this is nutrition. Like these types of exchange are soul nutrition. It's like literally feeding us in the way that we really want to be fed. And the beautiful thing about it is the cells of our body respond and react and evolve and develop and grow in accordance to our own willingness to place coherence above and beyond all the chaos and entropy and disorder that so many are so addicted to. It's, yeah, it's, it's like the universe is saying, what do you want? I'll give it to you. And you have to choose through where you put your attention, where you give your energy. It's that simple, really. Yeah. Well, this has been so great. It's been so nice to have you back on the show. I always enjoy the conversation with you, Seth. And um, I know everyone in the chat's been really enjoying the information and wisdom you've been sharing. Can you let the audience uh, remind them again for those who are here? And of course, those who are new, uh, where they can find you and also about your book that's um, available. So I'm awake now what.com go there, sign up for my newsletter. And I just keep everybody updated. I have some amazing, I'm sure like you do too, but I've got some awesome stuff in the works right now that I am, I, I like almost can't even wait for it to come out in the world because it's just going to bring people together. It's going to create so much more of this coherence that we're talking about, but I'm awake now what.com go there. I have videos and blogs and just all kinds of stuff that I keep up to date with conversations that I'm having, like you and I are having now and that I have with others and all that. And my book is on there. I wrote a book called the fight to enlight initiation through the heart is the only way to win. And it is a memoir written in a very objective tone. So even though it's quote unquote, my story, it's our story. It's about everybody. It's about the world, the state of the world. And it is the most personal thing that I would never, ever want anybody to know about me. <laughs> and I put it right out there fully for the entire world to see because I wanted to let all of my vulnerability just fully come out so that I could face all of it and allow it to be consumed by the love, by the trust that I have for this process of life that is unfolding through each and every one of us. So you can go to I'mAwakeNowWhat.com to find all of that stuff. And then I have two companies in the natural foods industry, TermalineSpring.com. It's a spring water company that we preserve one of the last great natural sources of spring water, preventing a major multinational from destroying it forever. And then Living Nuts with a Z is a certified organic sprouted nut company. It's a raw food company that my brother and I have had for almost 20 years now. I can't even believe. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, thank you. And thank you to Lucia in the chat for posting all of the links in the uh, live chat to all of Seth's stuff. And oh. for all of you, uh, those links will be available in the description below in um, everywhere in the video and on uh, iTunes and Spotify and everywhere else. Thanks so much, Seth, for coming back on the show. It's been such a pleasure to have you here. 
Thank you to the audience for joining us once again. Um, really excited to see you guys all next week. Uh, stick around. I'll have Tony Rodriguez joining us uh, for the show, and uh, we will be taking questions from you guys. Thanks, guys. Stay in your light. Try to find that zero point field. And, you know, when you get triggered, just go to a state of, I don't know. <laughs> what do I know? I don't know this. Just go to that state. <laughs> find that. Find something you don't know anything about and just hover there for a little bit. All right, guys. I love you so much. Have a wonderful night and we'll be back with you real soon. Thanks for listening and being such a supportive audience. All video episodes can now be found on my personal YouTube channel, Nicole Frolic. If you would like to further support the show, you can visit my merchandise shop or send any donations to the PayPal link in the description below. Remember, a mind is like a parachute. Unless it's open, it's useless. So keep joining me each week as I continue to expand the mind and explore life beyond this reality.